Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Well, hey guys, welcome to another Parenthood episode. Happy Friday. I hope you've had a great week. Big shout out to everyone who listens who is from Victoria because you've just been let out of your lockdown. Well done, guys. My heart is so thinking of you guys. I know that's been a it's been a brutal 12 months for you all, but big shout out if you're living in Victoria. And of course, my heart, my thoughts are with all of you who are in New South Wales as well particularly in Sydney, because I know your lockdown has just been extended. I am so sorry. I hope that this podcast is a bit of a bright, cheery 20 minutes, half an hour in your day. Um, So I will do a lot of smiling while I talk. I hope I cheer up your day today. Anyway, what are we talking about? Now, by the way, if you are a part of the book club or if you want to be a part of the book club, remember That's something I kind of talk about more on Wednesdays, but we are doing um, a very interesting book called On Her Knees. If you want to be a part, go to my social media, um, go to my link in my bio, and you will find a link that will take you to the Facebook page. Come and join us there. Anyway, for today, I want to ask you a question. I like to just give you guys one simple thing to focus on every week. And today's simple thing to focus on is I want you to be able to answer this question for me. Do you overschedule your kids? Uh, I watch a lot of parents scheduling the heck out of their kids. And so I want to talk about not falling into the trap of activity overload. Now, like I say, often you guys might, you know, clearly parent completely differently to me and you might love scheduling the heck out of your kids and that really works for you. Um, But, you know, as you know, the podcast for me, the parenthood episodes are just me being able to share with you what has worked for us in raising our three kids who are now 20, 18 and 15. So this is one thing, probably an observation, not just as a parent, but as a teacher, because as a teacher, you get to see the other end of kids who are really busy, who are very kind of, I would call them overscheduled and how tired they are um, at school. But, you know, it seems now to be starting younger and younger, like the children, the baby's barely out of the womb and they're being scheduled into different programs, you know, play dates, Spa days is a thing now, Uh, baby gym, music groups, swimming lessons, and then there's kindy, childcare. And then, of course, we start into the sports, football, netball, basketball, little athletics, jujitsu, karate, on and on it goes, music, music lessons, choirs, dancing. And I've probably exhausted you listing these things, but I'm sure you could come up with 10,000 more of your own. And so, Our kids are being thrust into all of these programs. Now, I know that our intentions are always really well-meaning because we want our children to have the best start possible. You know, we want them to be exposed to all sorts of experiences so they can find their thing, you know, their gift. We want them to be well-rounded. We want them to be developed really well in every area from physical to emotional to academic. 
Um, but I see too some parents probably, and maybe this is you that perhaps you feel like you also schedule the heck out of your kids out of guilt because maybe you see other parents doing all of these things with their kids and you kind of think, oh my gosh, okay, that's what it means to be a good parent. So I've got to do that too. And so I want to just share with you how we approach this. Um, you can take my advice or you can leave my advice, but this is how we approached it. I want to take the guilts off you today, take the pressure off you today, and just let you know that you do not have to fall into the pattern of overscheduling your child. And it's okay to actually take the foot off the gas. Now, you know, some parents think that providing lots of activities is the best gift that you can give your kids, right? And yeah, I guess to a degree that's true. But I actually personally think that the best gift that we can give to our kids is to not overschedule them. And there's quite a few reasons why. Uh, And so I just wanted to kind of go through those and then at the end share with you um, the kinds of things that I did do with my kids and where I kind of, where Cameron and I struck the balance. So the first thing that I want to talk about, and I don't know if perhaps you might really disagree with me on this one, but this is my opinion and this is my observation and this is what I have found with raising three kids, but I think it's a real gift to teach our kids the art of being still. I actually think that it is much better for their mental health to learn the habit of being still over learning the habit of being busy all the time. You know, our kids are being brought up in such a busy world and it's so different even to when I grew up. Like I remember coming home from school, I would do a little bit of homework I would have afternoon tea in front of the TV for about half an hour. I watched some weird show called Super Grand or something like that. And then my mum would send us outside. And I just remember playing with my neighbours, my cousin who lived up the road. We would ride our bikes around the neighbourhood until it was literally almost dark and then we'd get called in for dinner. You know, I just remember a slow life, um, not an overscheduled life. But now everyone has gotten so busy you know, um, always having to do something and go somewhere. And there's just so much stimulation coming in that I think our children are losing the art of being still, of being quiet and of just being. So I've watched over two decades now of kids becoming more and more anxious. And as a teacher and as a parent, I actually think that we are playing a big part in this by overscheduling our kids. Now, this is my experience, but I watched this intentionally. And so Cameron and I intentionally did not overschedule them because we felt that, you know, and when I look at my three kids now, none of them, none of the three of them have any anxiety or any other mental health issues. And I think there's a number of reasons behind that. But I think a huge part is that we intentionally never overscheduled them. So it, it started around the time that, um, that we had Georgia. And I started to observe a change in the way that kids before they came to school, like 
when I was first teaching, most of the children that came to school, they'd stayed home for most of their little life, done um, a year of kindy, which was, by the way, a five-day fortnight, and then they started at school. But now kids are doing so much more just in those first few years of their life, including being put into childcare at a very young age and for long periods of time from early in the morning, you know, all day. Now, I know that some people have to work and that they feel like they don't have a choice other than to put their kids in childcare. But then again, I look at how we chose to do it and we actually chose to go without financially. You know, we stayed in a very modest house, a small house. Um, We didn't drive brand new cars. Um, I didn't shop at really expensive places. I remember us, you know, buying clothes at Cotton On. I mean, it was splashing out if we bought the kids clothes at like Pumpkin Patch. But we chose to kind of go without and have less so that I didn't have to work so that I could be home for our kids because Cameron was very busy, of course, um, in his role um, being a pastor. Now, this might not be a popular view, but I stand by it because I've seen the outcome. But I think that putting our kids in too much childcare doesn't benefit them. And when our kids were little, my best friend and I used to observe this and watch this. And we used to say that we felt like in 10 years time, we would say, and this is like, I'm talking when Georgia was little, my best friend and I would say, we think in 10 years time, we would see the effect of a young generation raised in childcare. And now 15 plus years later, her and I both agree that indeed, I think we are seeing the results. Um, uh, and and childcare obviously is just one area, but not only childcare, but there's this this passion that's emerged in the last kind of fifteen or so years of raising our kids from one activity to another to another. And I just don't think it's great for their for their mental health. They need routine. They need time to rest. They need time to just play. And that was how we approach raising our children and overstimulating them. Um, I have found results in hyped up kids that struggle to just be still and to just be. So that that to me would be the first gift in not overscheduling your children is the gift of teaching them the art of just being still, which I think is really good for their mental health in the long term. Another gift that I believe it gives our kids to not overschedule them is the gift of concentration. Um It is absolutely a gift to teach our kids to stick at something for a sustained amount of time. My observation, again, as a teacher is the happiest kids that I have observed can actually just sit and entertain themselves as opposed to those who like will play with something for four or five minutes, then cast it aside to move on to something else. So when we teach our kids to stick at something, we're actually teaching them to see something through. We're actually teaching them an incredible life skill. We're teaching them to not give up, to stick with a problem until we solve it, to concentrate, to focus. So when I think about my kids when they were younger, I spent a lot of time at home. And you know, sometimes it was so boring. I remember thinking, I am so bored. But 
I just didn't want to race them around everywhere. And so I remember they used to play for hours with those really large Lego blocks. Even as they got older, it seemed to be their favorite thing to do. And we had a huge box of them and I would tip the box out and they would just sit together for hours. And I remember I would bring them snacks like on the floor where they were playing and they loved it. They would build and smash things and build again. I remember them building zoos and cities and it just was so, so good for them to sit and to do that. And I know that we're in a world, I was even talking to um, a young couple we had breakfast with just this morning, and we were talking about how young people find it hard to finish their studies. Like so many young people find it hard to finish a university degree. They'll do one year or 18 months and then they change degrees or they drop out altogether. They change jobs quickly. You know, they say that now young people will have a minimum of like five careers in their lifetime. And we talk about it like it's a good thing, but I don't think it's a good thing. Like where are our experts going to come from? I don't think it's good that our young people are racking up all of this debt And they're not completing degrees and dropping out early. And I really think that with Cameron and I, the way that we've taught our kids, right back all those years ago, when we taught them to stick at something, even something so simple like building with their Lego blocks, I think what we've instilled in them is that when you start something, you finish it. And for our kids, particularly with Georgia going through uni, we're like, it's not an option for you to drop out. Like, it's not an option for you to waste all this money and have this debt and not complete something. And so I think it's a real gift when we teach our kids not to um, be so busy that they can't keep their attention focused on one thing. And they literally have an attention span of like five minutes before they want to move on. So that's my first two things I think that we that we are giving them by not overscheduling. So the gift of concentration and the gift of learning to sit still be calm. Uh, Another gift I think it gives to them is, and you are going to go, Renee, what the heck are you talking about? Listen to this one. It's a bit of an oxymoron. The gift of being bored, B-O-R-E-D. And you might say, how on earth is this a gift? But if you ever hear your kids say to you, I'm bored, do you know what? well done you. Because being bored is one of the best things because number one, life is not just one big entertainment. So it teaches our kids that you're not going to be entertained your whole life. You're not going to, you know, it's a good skill for them to learn just to sit, to be, and to be bored because when they're bored, guess what? It teaches them to be creative. It teaches them to learn to entertain themselves instead of waiting for others to always provide the entertainment. It also teaches them, it gives them the gift of ingenuity that you put a group of kids together to play to play without us adults organizing everything that they do. And they learn such incredible skills. You watch them. They're so creative together. They learn leadership skills together. They learn social skills. It is so, so good for them. The other gift that is amazing that comes out of being bored is what happens because then they have to entertain themselves. Watch what they naturally gravitate toward without you kind of trying to schedule them or interfere, and you will soon see where their gifts and passions lie. This is an incredible gift that you, and it is so amazing as a parent to watch this. So when my three kids were bored, Georgia would always um, end up singing, usually singing and videoing herself and playing the guitar. 
Ashton would always go and write and read and draw and write films and books. And Liam would always be um, outside playing with the ball. Now that they're grown, what they're now doing with their lives, I can see was reflected in their play of choice. How incredible is that? So watch your, allow your kids to be bored and then watch what they do. Watch what they pick up. Another thing that Liam always used to do was carry drumsticks around with him wherever he went. And he kind of, um, through his childhood years, like when he was probably more a young teenager, he wasn't so, he, he didn't drum at all. But it's funny because now without Cameron and I saying anything, he's 18, he's just gone and bought himself a drum kit and um, and he's learning to drum again. And we said to him, can you remember drumming when you were little? And he's like, oh no, not really. It's funny though that the things that they gravitate towards as children often gives you a bit of a clue as to what they're going to end up doing with their life. Another gift that not overscheduling gives us, and this will be the last one before I finish, is the incredible gift of being together as a family. I watch parents who have a hectic schedule with their kids, and I think that they're taking away one of the most important things that we can give our kids, and that's family time together. And instead, what happens is you become ships passing in the night, you know, parents kind of high-fiving down in the hallway um, by the door, um, never seeing each other, not eating together. And so we, on purpose, did an over-schedule because we wanted our three kids and Cameron and I to have lots of family time together. And I will do a podcast on how powerful it is when your kids have a real sense of belonging and how just simple things like sitting around the family dinner table together can do so much for your children. And so they are the kind of things like I feel we're gifting our children when we don't overstimulate. Okay. So let me go through them again. It teaches them the art of being still, which I think is really great for their mental health. It gives them the gift of learning to concentrate. It gives them the gift of being bored. And finally, the gift of being together as a family. And there's just a few myths I want to bust here. I don't want you, there's some lies that I don't want you to believe. If you don't believe the lie that your kids are going to miss out, that is just not true. Don't believe that your kids won't be as gifted. And don't believe that your kids are not going to find their call in life just because you haven't literally taken them from jujitsu to drum lessons to dance to choir to swimming to football and everything in between. Take it from me, my three, our three are thriving in life. And so our approach was, um, and this was a happy balance that we could strike. And what overscheduling looks like to your family might be different to mine, but we had Clearly, we've got three kids, but we've also have got very busy lives with ministry, with church, etc. And so for us, what worked was we allowed our kids to all choose one thing each at a time. So, um, you know, I remember Liam did football, Georgia did Australia Girls Choir, and Liam Ashton, sorry, he found it a bit more difficult to find his thing. And so he went from kind of football to jujitsu to swimming and, and landed on boxing and loved it. So we just said to them, you can only choose to do one thing at a time. And whatever you choose to do, you have to stick at that for at least one semester or one season because we didn't want our kids to think that if they decided they didn't like something, they could just give up halfway through. So we taught them that stickability because we didn't want them to let a team down and we wanted to teach them to see something through. So 
that's how we approached it. So I hope that for some of you, look, and I, I know families that are way, way busier than ours, um, but they probably are not in ministry world either. So that had something to do with it, but it really wasn't just ministry. We approached it this way because I just, I loved watching my kids just playing together. We spent a lot of time at home. My kids spent a lot of time in the backyard. We had chickens. I remember Cameron building a chicken coop with them. Um, And so they spent a lot of time outside doing that. We had a trampoline outside. We had a pool. Um, We moved to a house with a big yard on purpose. You know, not the newest house out, but we picked this house on purpose for our big yard. Um, You know, the boys had the like rip riders and we had a big driveway and all the neighborhood kids would come out and we'd set up ramps for them. And we've got big trees. I remember, oh my gosh, Ashton would climb literally so high that when I stand in my kitchen, which which is on my second story, he would be eyeball to eyeball with me, which a part of me is like, oh my Lord, if he fell out, that would be shocking. But I loved it. I love seeing them climb trees. I love things, seeing them jump on the trampoline for hours together and playing. And I, I just loved that we weren't forever going quick, quick, get in the car and running from here, there to everywhere. So I hope that that has maybe let some of you off the hook today. If you're bored at home, it's a good thing. Just make sure that your kids have got, you know, but even then, sometimes I took the toys away and I'm like, go to your rooms and find something to do. And whenever my kids told me they were bored, I said, awesome, that's great. Go and find something to do because it's really good for them. So I hope that's helped you. Um, And if you have got any topics that you would like me to talk about specifically, please come along into my DMs. Make sure that you come and say hi to me, girlnextdoor.podcast. But anyway, I love you guys. Cheering you on. Have a wonderful week and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye.